0: Welcome into Hoops Form, a production of Radius Athletics and a quick timeout podcast. I'm Tony Miller, and I'm joined again this week by my co-host Randy Sherman. Big thanks to our sponsors over at 323 Sports. If you're looking to spend less on team packs this season, check out 323 Sports famous $55 team pack special. There are four pieces of apparel in that team pack: a short sleeve tee, a long sleeve tee, shorts, and a hoodie. All for just $55. To find out more about what they can do for your program, visit 323sports.com or contact a sales rep at sales at 323sports.com. They'll be sure to do it right for your basketball program. It's hard to believe, but basketball season right around the corner for a lot of coaches. They're they're already doing preseason workouts which Mm -hmm. I know for at least the schools around here is a combination of weight room stuff and then also a little on-court stuff as Mm -hmm. well. And uh, then I have some college coaching friends who are into their preseason practices already. I've got a couple that are even like three or four weeks into their their practice schedule. So with all that in mind, Randy, today talking
1: preseason practices. Yeah, it's here, man. October 1st, I kind of... I kind of call October that's basketball season. Like that's when I'm in my mode. That's when, when I coached, I kind of was like to my friends and family, I was like, see you in March, you know, <laughs> if I'm out, you know, uh, the, so, uh, yeah, I mean, colleges are underway. Some high school in some States are already practicing, uh, you know, NBA is playing preseason games and it's here. Um, yeah. So, I thought today would be a, a timely and opportune time to talk about um, preseason practice, like what we're trying to get out of them and and your ideas and what you guys do there in your program and kind of things I've done about just like this this block of time from when our practice season officially starts to when we begin our competition season, like our first, you know, our schedule starts.
0: Yeah, so in general, just what you just mentioned as far as what you're trying to get out of these preseason practices, I do feel like there is some consistency, although it could be specific once we dig into the weeds a little bit, like for individual
1: programs. But overall, what were you looking to get out of those early preseason practices? Um, Yeah, like you mentioned, it's kind of situationally specific. And I coached in Texas, and in Texas, we we get a lot of practice time. From August, when school starts, until October, when bra- practice real, you know, at, you know, the actual season marking the beginning of basketball practice arrives. So that that maybe made my situation a little bit different than a lot of the coaches who might be watching or listening. Uh, but you know, the main thing I I was looking for is sort of a crescendo effect of like. You know, we slowly build from August through September through the first part of October, and now we're really accelerating toward the season and 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 building toward the season in terms of preparation. Meaning, not only um, you know we should be bringing all things together now. Things we broke down into parts, we're now bringing it to whole, and things that we uh, things that we um, um, you know, are going to be, like, big identity pieces, like our main half-court man offense, zone offense. I'm, I'm I'm, really hitting that hard this first part of preseason workouts. Um, um, transition pieces. The conditioning piece is also uh, something we could talk about as we go on today. But, um, yeah, the main thing that I think of, I think of, like, this period of time, The fall, like in October, September, October is like it's it's really the time like our team just sort of like disappears into a cave and is just working, man, like just working hard, like almost like training camp. You know, a lot of like NFL teams or whatever, they like go away to training camp to really get that that sort of feeling of like, man, we're removing distractions. We're focusing on preparing for to be who we're going to be.
0: I think informally all coaches are maybe thinking a little bit about this, but I would encourage you to think like look what what do you what do you got? Like figure out what do you have that first month. And obviously yeah. that will change as the season progresses. But I've come to some seasons thinking that I had one thing and then yeah. quickly finding within the first two weeks, like I don't have that, or I thought that person would be great for that position or this set or this system would be great and quickly found out like that wasn't what we needed. And, yeah, uh, you know, go back and listen to the bias series about not making too quick adjustments based off of what you see, but you know, you, you, for us, at least, we haven't had hands on in the gym time with Mm -hmm. guys. And so I don't, I don't necessarily know exactly what I have. Yeah.
1: You're, you're predicting, but right.
0: Yeah. Right. So pay attention as instead of just kind of, take stuff in rather than just, I have to get through all of this. And that leads me transition wise to the installation. All of us feel this pressure of installing. And so I need to make sure that everything is timed down to the minute. We get everything in. You've had a lot to say about this, Randy,
1: your thoughts on the installation of all things. Yeah. I I would say that I I was recently um, asked a question of what's the, you know, what's the fastest way to, you know, get our get our offense installed before our first game? And my answer was run the same one you ran last year. Like you've already kind of got that, you know, somewhat accomplished. But, yeah, I, I do see this sort of pressure to, to look at, say, when we convene practice to win our first game, let's say – it may be a month in some places. It may be as little as 10 days in some places. And who knows that that could vary, right? Could be longer, could be shorter. And as, as like that two week, let's just call it two week window or something is like my time to install all that we're going to do. I would, I would say that um, one, one thing I always say about your first game date is that's a false deadline. That's not, actually a deadline you don't have to have every single thing you plan to do for the year installed by your first game date um you know there there might be a situation where you're, you're you're you've got some basic stuff that you can exist upon in in a competition you know we there is a minimal amount a minimum amount of things we need to be able to have installed before our first game but I may not have all of my entries and options and counters and, you know, we may have one or two ways put in to get into our offense. I know that down the road we might have three or four, but like we, we just, we'll get there, you know, like, and uh, I, I, I would, I would give coaches permission to release themselves from this pressure of feeling that their first game date is somehow some like deadline, like you're still going to practice, right? The rest of, November and in December, like you're still going to have time to, to, um, you know, finish the installation as we play. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't think that, um, it's a deadline.
0: The best basketball coaches are relying on data more than ever. That's why coaches love huddle assist. With ASSIST, you can get full game breakdowns, including complete team and player stats, in less than 24 hours. Your stats are ready when you need them. And ASSIST is more than just the box score. Use interactive reports like shot charts and advanced stats like lineup data, VPS, and, of course, effective field goal shooting percentage to coach smarter. Plus, ASSIST brings your stats to life. Combined with HD quality, automatically captured film from the Huddle Focus smart camera, every stat is marked on the video at the moment it happened. See every shot, turnover, rebound, and much more with just a few clicks. Want to see how Huddle Assist is elevating basketball? Visit huddle.com slash assist. That's huddle.com slash assist to learn more.
1: How would that impact the structure of your practices then? Well, my, the structure of my practices really didn't change that much. Like from from our, like I said in Texas, we get a lot of practice time when I coached in August, September. We had an hour a day that was in our school day, um, in an athletic period. So that was basically all spent on breaking down offensive principles. Pretty much just geared toward the offensive side of the ball. Mm -hmm. um along about this time early October we started to 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 hit some of our defensive stuff and and get that up to speed most of the time that was reviewing we we already had put it in like say the first year I came to the place or whatever so it was it was reviewing and um and and kind of like brushing up on our defensive stuff and then our practice followed the same script. We used pre-practice to install things. That that word "install" we've said today. That um, as players are trickling out of the locker room, I might like, you know, you know, before we actually officially begin our like warm up and then our practice, I'm okay. There's five of you. Come here, and we're gonna put in. We're gonna walk through this baseline out of bounds. And while we're doing that, a few more guys or girls are walking out of the locker room, and we're like, okay, you get in there. We're gonna put in this baseline out of bounds. And and then we'll hit it in later in practice formal in the formal part of practice again, but I use pre practice to install things, um, but really, man, what I would say, like, what I felt gave, or what I felt gives programs who sort of have this year over year consistency to their style of play, is they have they have an advantage here you're you they're they're getting going they're they're, their shoes are squeaking and balls are bouncing while you who wants to install new things all the time is talking and when i hear i hear coaches it's like there's this coaching calendar this macro calendar coaches are on like we with the started in october we install our new stuff we play the season we get to spring we research something else new and then and, and all spring and summer research, something else new, be that offense defenses, both. Then we get, then we get back to October and I've got all this pressure again of all this new stuff. I'm going to revamp everything. And I'm, I'm on this cycle of like, when do we like play with it and get dirty with it and like marinate in what we already know. And Mm -hmm. we're always replacing information. So, um, Two ways which I felt like having that sort of sameness year over year helped us get a competitive advantage. One, while you're busy installing, which in practice, in actuality of the practice sounds like coaches talking. Okay, guys, get on these spots. I'm going to show you that there's that's I'm I'm with my program in another gym. We're working or we're skill developing because we don't have to do all this new information in input um second thing is we get to our first game we're playing install all the time coach and my girls could run can run like kenyans because like our first our preseason practices we're going and going we we know what to do we've been running this same break since seventh grade we're we're we know what to do boom 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 we're we're squeaky shoes ball bouncing sweaty sweaty up and down up and down and you're talking and Oh, well, we hung with them for a quarter or two. Then we got tired. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because you were talking all the time <laughs> while we were bouncing balls and squeaking shoes. Installing. You were installing. So I, I know you're going to ask me about conditioning. I know you're going to ask me about. So I hope I didn't steal your thunder, but, but yeah, there, that's sort of how I would, a, a direction I would point people toward.
0: So f- you didn't get it. Stop being a coach that always has something new. Uh, the, there is the, about three years ago when we started using the more conceptual offense, it took a while to build up to that, and there was a lot of install and a lot of talking through and that kind of yeah. thing. But in the two on years end. since – Yes, on the front end. But in the last two years, that has all been skipped. And we – next point that I would encourage you to think about, coaches, is our preseason practices especially – are a lot of six to seven minute segments of just playing small sided games. Yeah, and so that's I'm,
1: conditioning. You're getting up and down. It's, it's yeah. all, you're already replicating the game instead of all the walkthrough stuff. Yeah,
0: and the biggest complaint I hear is is once the season gets going, the coaches say, "Well, we just need game experience." Well, while you're waiting until November to get your game experience, I've already been playing games in my practices that have replicated mm-hmm. decision. That's what they're saying. I we, our guys need to make need to have opportunities to make real life game decisions and to use their skills. I've been doing that for the last two months while -hmm. you've been installing things and walking through things and five on os or whatever. And that has prepared my players a whole lot faster for the games that then I think there's that domino effect. Like then I can get to other things or more complex things or make more adjustments earlier based off of what I've mentioned in the first question, what I find out about my team. Then yeah. I can make adjustments based off a of player skill that I didn't know he had or how we run mm-hmm. things or so it's, it's not just on the front end where it all benefit where your team benefits. I think it's also, you'll see some benefit in January, February, and March too by how you structure your early season practices.
1: Yeah, I think too, man, like you, you raised some terrific points there that, um, I, I, I want my team to feel ready to play a game. Like, I don't, I don't want them to feel, you know, I don't want them to feel like we've got to, I want them to feel we're, we've got the upper hand here because we're, we're ready to play, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I would say, too, like um, the the main thing that, that the preseason practices for me w- w- would would tell me would be, you know, who's who's going to maybe surprise me in a role? Who's going to maybe be able to do something I wasn't expecting? I mean, sometimes you do find out some negative things like you mentioned, like ah, oh, that idea is not going to work or that guy's not going to be able to do that. But you also sometimes find out like, man, this we got a player here. This, this freshman is, can go like, he's ready to play right now. And at this level, you know, something you find some things out too, that are positives that, that you might have to, okay, back to the drawing board. Like we got us, we got another player here or another, this, this really is, uh, you know, a a discovery period.
0: Yeah, that's good. Uh, You mentioned the conditioning. So let me just go ahead and ask that, like, tell me what that looks like, like how you have found to incorporate that yeah. And um, even if you want to explain drills, games or anything else that you feel like would be something practical that they could include.
1: Yeah. So I, I left basketball coaching and entered into the performance and conditioning space. So that's something I was already sort of predisposed to be really interested in. And and, and uh, so, again, I mentioned earlier that crescendo effect of of um, of, you know, when we when we began in August, even the practices being abbreviated, now they're elongated come this time of year when our, when our state allowed for, for practices outside of the school hours. Um, We, you know, we, that crescendo effect also applies to conditioning. So like we, we, we started to get in shape in August. We overload a little bit in September. We over, now, now we're, we're entering our competition season. So it's important that we be fit. So our weight program is now in full bloom, our running and conditioning that we've been doing, like maybe with the strength and conditioning time that we have built, it's not basketball specific. As far as it, as far as it goes with practice, one thing I'm trying to do in these preseason practices is avoid the half court habit of where everything that we're doing is on a half court. You know, it's like, we're doing our shell drill and we're all on this end where we're, we're installing. There's that word again, and so we're walking through five on o, just this half court. There's again, if we already know what we're going to do, we're doing it up and down, up and down. And and if and if I have to, um, and even in our small side of games, two on two, three on three, four on four, I think if you go back and review your practice planning and just take your old plans out and go HC, that's a half court drill. HC, that's a half court drill. Half court. Half- Oh, there's a there's an FC full court drill, man. I wanted to review mine this time of year and be FC, 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 FC because I I I don't want to just put players on the line and run them. That that seems it's one. It's it's a turn off to players. It's not fun. It's not. It feels like punishment. That we could debate that in another episode altogether. But 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 I will if I have to. I guess if it's we're not going to be out of shape. Like like so. If you if you find yourself in that half court practice planning habit, you you are likely going to not be ready physically and conditioning wise to play a game unless you've sort of done, especially if like you're at a place where, man, I haven't seen my guys or girls. They've been in volleyball or football and they're coming straight to basketball like they're they're not going to be in shape. So I would advise you to find ways to build full four phase drills into work. And even if it's, you you don't feel like you're ready because that's sort of hidden conditioning that we're getting by not just running lines or something.
0: Yeah. The half court idea is something that I haven't thought about, but we haven't done it, but you probably can accidentally do and um, not intentionally uh, cause your players not to necessarily be, be in condition. I'll just mention a couple of things we do. I'm not saying it's the right way, but, We've had some success with it. We are not allowed to be with our players preseason, but they have a conditioning ladder that they do together that doesn't take a long time. I think kind of a little bit of suffer is the wrong word, but I use it anyways. Like them just suffering together, kind of just going through it and getting better at it and faster at it is something that they can do together that doesn't take them a long time, and it also doesn't impact practice time once the season gets going. So that's one idea we work with strength conditioning coach two of the days they're doing strength training stuff. One of those days is Vertimax, Vertamax, um, somebody that I work with, but just kind mm-hmm. of the guys like it because it's different. It's more explosive training, mm-hmm. helps prepare them for kind of like short burst sprint type stuff. So that's how we'll incorporate that part of it before the season starts. And then I'll give you an idea this is not mine friend of ours, coach Novak, Doug Novak that I saw one of his practices especially in the early stages when they do install, he will do a little five on O, but it's not a lot, but it's a five on O. And after they score it, an assistant or a manager takes the ball out of bounds and throws it along the sideline to another coach or assistant Mm -hmm. who then just kind of rolls it out to the guys as they're transitioning back Mm -hmm. and they'll pick it up get it to their guard and come down and run against defense so yeah. they're kind of getting a full court but you're not like wasting yeah. time running to another end if you don't want that practice
1: group or whatever to get the rep on it and then they can come back so yeah you know, we I, used to do something sort of like that like a primary break option going that way yeah and while and while they're so that so the team going away is back is turned to me and maybe I've got my second unit or a JV unit or something ready they're going that way of doing a primary break option they come back I'm going to have stepped on a defense now and now they're probably since we've got a match situation no transition advantage we've got to get deeper into our offense against it. and then and then the team that was on defense they're going to either get scored on a rebound they're going to go down on air to kind of work on maybe an on-air option then come back and then there's another team have stepped on and we just sort of Uh, we're phasing a little bit of on-air memorization perhaps Mm -hmm. install work if i'm like hey show me flip drag on that end and come back and show me on this end against the defense so down and back down and back down and back doing that good hidden conditioning while you're both lessening the defensive interference on the on-air end and then raising it back up on the on the versus defense end yeah
0: yeah, Coach Caleb, your check had a question. When installing your offense and defense early season, do you stick to one for the entire practice or do a little bit of both in each practice? practice?
1: So I wonder if he means do you stick with one, meaning do I stick with offense the entire practice? No. No, I, I do not. I would I would kind of – what a lot of coaches do and what I have done is is they'll segment sort of like an offensive first hour, defensive second hour maybe – the offensive first 30 minutes defensive second 30 minutes and then bring it all together for 30 minutes what i tended to do was sort of like we did a lot of our defensive install like the drilly drill stuff like in a in a vacuum meaning we did that all by itself and then we kind of got back to our regular practice planning where we're going live against one another and 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 I'm using my assistant coaches like you're coaching the defense, I'm coaching the offense. You make sure they're helping and executing their uh defensive principles while I'm talking offense, and and we got to collapse time frames, especially some of the people that don't have a lot of lead up time. I was blessed with a lot of lead up time, a lot of people aren't. You got to collapse time frames. So I would I would advise Caleb work on both in in segments, but even better work on both simultaneously and use your staff and your, your human resources to like, you gotta, we gotta get going here and, and coach our defense. I, I just was never thrilled about the carryover of defensive drills. Like I just never, like I, I could even, I, I felt better about the carryover of like breakdown drills, offensive minded breakdown drills, some shooting drills that mimicked our offense But um, I I felt okay about the carryover of those, but I felt terrible about the carryover of defensive drills, like closeout drills and, you know, shells and things like that. I I might concede and my behavior suggested that I believe they were worthwhile because I put them on our practice plan. But, man, I'm trying to get through that as fast as possible. I'm using that to introduce information and then I want to get it back in the battlefield where we're going against a live offense, live defense. We're making defensive mistakes, and we can coach through them in a game-like situation.
0: And that's the number one feedback I've heard from coaches that are coaching in games is the ability to practice both sides of the ball at the same time. All of us are always complaining about how little time we have before the first game. So if you want to maximize your time, then work on everything at the same time. And I know that can be difficult if it's you by yourself or you and just one other, but just getting the reps, even if you can't quote unquote catch everything allows you to kind of get the experience on both sides of the ball that I think I have found our players are more prepared than for once the games actually come. You're not saying, Oh, wow, we've had the opportunity to work on our offense but just because we've gone through everything and installed and been on air the whole time, our defense really stinks right now. So I'm going to have to wait until I'm going to have to live with it. Don't feel like you have to live with things, Uh, play more games. All right. Next one that I want to add and, and talk about talking about focusing on opponents, right? Because there's always this to your point earlier about like this looming date that you feel even not necessarily that you have to have everything installed, but like there is an opponent coming, when do i get ready for that because i feel the weight of still we're not we don't even know who we are how do i get prepared for somebody else
1: yeah man that that's that's uh that's real i get it um you know i i would i what i always tried to do i i don't like to speak like i'm preaching to coaches i just tell what i did that's that's what i did Is like i would look at our first game game date let's say it's on a tuesday of a week that's typically when it was so you know we've got our preseason practices that and including saturdays um you know and then and then sort of maybe like back up two to three practices from that first game date and then perhaps like we got a game to get ready for so we've got to make sure that we have at least got a little bit deeper into what I call special teams like sideline out of bounds, baseline out of bounds, zone offense, press offense. Like we don't know if we're going to get pressed or zone. We, I could look at them last year, but you know, coaches change and teams change. So I don't know necessarily what exactly I'm going to see. And, um, so, you know, two or three days practices, max for me, that's just for me. Um, and, a lot of that wasn't necessarily presented to my team as like, okay, now we're making this mental shift of working on us to sort of preparing for the game. It was just like, I kind of got a sense of what this team might do. Maybe I saw him scrimmage or something like that. And I'll just sort of tailor our practices to match what we might see from that opponent Um, somewhat, you know, but I, I, this is what I think coaches I, I pray that this would be the season that that you all would do better would be in it may not be I know it's different in different states that have power rankings and all of that, but we had the luxury in our state of like nothing matters except our district a play just think of like your conference in in college basketball like your the, the SEC play that what that your performance in league play is what determines your postseason. Nothing else. So we may have a non-district game, like a like a non-conference game that that uh, a college team, you know, Kansas goes plays Eastern Michigan, right? Like that 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 doesn't matter. We could lose it. It's okay. Like like if we're not ready and we're not, I, I can just sort of train through some of those games. Like if we're still got some kinks to work out, that's okay. When I really need to be hitting our stride is is when league play comes in, that's like mid-December, January, February. So some of these games, even though they're not scrimmages, they are an actual game It's going to be there. It's okay. Like I had a team that was four and four at one time. We finished 30 and seven. It's okay. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so, um, you know, just just don't – because this is what I know. The time from say your first practice date that there's your state or your association and your situation allows you guys to practice until your first game, that is like going to be the most uninterrupted, pristine practice time of the year, because after that we got games to get ready for, we got travel, we got quick turnarounds, we got JV. My assistant coach is gone with the JV. I'm I'm by my you know like. But, man, that's like when I said, that's when we're in our cave, like getting ready for the seat. Be wise about how you use it, man. Like don't make it about your first opponent, like especially if that game's just like not a league game or something. This is is probably the best, most pristine practice time you're going to get all year. I would rather that be spent on improving our players than getting ready for Montana Tech or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm.
0: I think finding finding who you're going to play and finding in general, having that micro, I mean, that macro kind of this, this is what I need or what we need for us, what we need first semester. And then like you all playing second semester, more of those regional divisional, whatever conference games that you call them, like, what do we need? And, with this being that uninterrupted time you have to form a foundation of this is these are the absolute things that we have to have in place and then be prepared for a 2-1-2 press like a week before you play the 2 press. Like, they're yeah. going to be – I think they're going to be foundational. For instance, like, we're playing Wofford our first game. Well, I know Coach McCauley is going to run some incredible stuff. I can't prepare for every single thing, but I can start working on this is how we defend pin downs. This is how we're going to defend handoffs. This is how we're going to bend – like base stuff that I'm going to see the rest of the year that I know, especially once I get to region and division, I have to know how to do these things. If you don't think big picture, like you are going to fall to every single bias that is in the book because Mm -hmm. you are going to be constantly, this is what we just faced. This is what we have coming. Now I have to work on this. Now I have to work on that. And I think I don't know for sure, but this is the old John Wooden focusing on ourselves thing. Mm he was prepared for what other teams were doing because he had an idea of this is what we have to be in order to be what we are against all these different teams.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think this is where I think team sport coaches could, could learn from maybe individual sport coaches of of this idea of like tapering and, and, and a training calendar that points toward the things that matter most. Uh, like Michael Phelps used to swim in like you know swim meets in the off non Olympic non World Championship years and get beat. He get beat. You know like Usain Bolt would get beat at some Grand Prix track meet in Turkey. He didn't get beat in the Olympics. He didn't get beat at the World Championships. But his training was like okay we're taking some was was geared toward crescendoing toward the big things. Like Tiger Woods goes and plays the, you know, greater Hartford open and, you know, he's working on his new swing, but it's ready by the masters, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, and and he gets beat at the greater Hartford open, but like it, it's ready. You've got to sort of like it be okay with not being okay yet. Like it's okay. Like we're, we're crescendoing toward this, the meaningful part of our schedule. And I know that might be hard for some because we, we just, you know, don't want to not be completely a fully formed unit yet, but like, man, it's okay to, 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 to peak later in the season. Like it's that, wouldn't that be what you wanted? Right. Like, you know, um, that's, that's what I always try to hold back, hold back. It's okay if we don't have everything in hold back our, uh, you know, we go play a preseason scrimmage that's, like, we're in practice gear. It's not even look, not even a game. It's a scrimmage. And, man, I'm just playing everybody, just platoon subbing and, life. let's see what we got. Like you said, like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Turn the freaking scoreboard off. I don't care. Like, like we're still in this discovery phase. Like, keep the main thing the main thing. Yeah.
0: I, this is a great foundational episode. I think maybe we might be able to do a second one, and I may... Randy, we may go to Twitter and other places and ask for coaches to maybe send some questions and some things in because yeah. I was even thinking about talking specifically. We talked about indirectly, but about like time allotment, um, how much time to give to certain things. What are those certain certain things that you mm-hmm. would say are foundational, important that we should spend our time in um, and on? And uh, there could be some other facets of it, so maybe we will do that for next week. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah, yeah, we'll do part two and we'll we'll submit some. Um, ask you for some questions for next week. So we'll just plan on that then.
1: Okay. So, Sounds good.
0: Like it's a date. It's a date. Thanks to all of you who joined us this week. If you missed any part of the live show, you can go back and watch it on YouTube. Just search hoops for And there on Randy's Radius Athletics uh, page, you'll find the full episode of the show. Or if you're more inclined to listen, you can go on any podcast platform and search Hoops Forum or a quick timeout and you'll find the full version of the show. For Randy Sherman, I'm Tony Miller. We'll talk again next time on Hoops Forum.